0: could you maybe just talk a little bit about what taiwan experienced during the war it, it, when you say it wasn't hit that bad it just literally there was not much violence on the island it wasn't bombed what was the position and, and, and talk maybe a little bit more about what led up to those protests because that seems like a very crucial moment
1: right yeah, Taiwan was not obviously was not invaded in terms of boots on the ground by any of the Allied powers. It was bombed by the Allies, and there are still some places you can go to Taiwan and see where it was bombed. But relatively speaking, its infrastructure escaped relatively intact in terms of, um, you know, railroads. Taiwan was predominantly an agricultural colony, so its agricultural infrastructure, irrigation canals, these sorts of things were undamaged, uh, and so overall, Taiwan escaped quite well. And it, it also, as part of the kind of handover from Japan to Taiwan, the Republic of China seized all of the lands owned by not just the Japanese government, but also Japanese uh, enterprises, corporations, and Japanese nationals. Uh, and that was quite a bit of valuable property that eventually ended up in the hands of state-owned enterprises or nationalist officials or the military or the government. And a lot of that was productive stuff that that the Republic of China eventually used once it moved, over, moved its government over. But yeah, the, the lead up to the February 28th incident, which is this important part in Taiwanese history, is because of this experience, the early two years, 45 to 47, under Governor Yi, who, as I mentioned, was just really corrupt. The actual incident that triggered this was a woman, a widow, actually, uh, her husband passed away, was trying to earn a living by selling black market cigarettes. So at this time, one of the new policies that were implemented under the the KMT was that Alcohol and tobacco sales were controlled by a state monopoly bureau, and so the like individuals in the street couldn't sell cigarettes. But you know, it was just post wartime Inflation times were tough. Um, some people—that's all they could do. And so it was seen as a sympathetic kind of occupation. You know, it wasn't something that was like, you know, like oh those those dirty gangsters. It was it was definitely a sympathetic figure. And uh, police officers who were working for the bureau, the the alcohol tobacco monopoly bureau. Um, saw this and uh, one of the officers pistol whipped her and this was in a public space so people standing by saw this and they said you know that's not right Um, You know she's just trying to make a living Uh, and I believe one of them was shot by the police officers and that resulted in the next day in just a, a mass kind of protest on the governor's office and then the governor's office guards there kind of panicked and they shot the protesters and then word got out about that you know, like slightly larger escalation than the entire island had kind of this island-wide protest. So people were going to um, centers of government, so like city halls, local government, and uh, kind of just like taking the podium and speaking up against the government, saying that like, you know, we need better representation. We've been mistreated under the Republic of China government. And uh, the governor panicked and he wrote to Chiang Kai-shek, Chiang Kai-shek sent the military from the mainland because there weren't enough troops on Taiwan. And they arrived on the ships and they just immediately began shooting people on the island. And this spread throughout the island. And the numbers, I think in the end, I think were, numbers are disputed, but I think it's fair to say it's around tens of thousands people died uh, in the following days after February twenty, following weeks and months after February 20th.
0: So James just a question why is uh Chiang Kai-shek sending military when he's in the midst of a civil war that I I uh, I'm not an expert but doesn't seem to be going especially well for him is this basically is he trying to create an escape route should his side lose or is that giving way too much foresight to what is actually going on
1: yeah not quite yet you know this is mostly just about putting down uh, an uprising that potentially had significant political consequences. You know, like if Taiwan, the entire province, at that point is a province, if the entire province rises up while he's trying to battle communists on the mainland, that might be a problem. And actually, it doesn't take him that many troops to quell. Because, you know, the Japanese had done a pretty good job in terms of controlling Taiwan. You know, they controlled who had access to firearms. Um, They put down a number of of rather bloody rebellions themselves quite early on in Japanese rule. And so I would say that the the Taiwanese population at that point was not really like a militarized or militia population. These were mostly protesters, unarmed, who were going to city government halls. Uh, and when the, the troops came down, I mean, all they could do was hide. So it wasn't it wasn't like a, a large deployment. But regards to your other question.